All right, open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And let's open in prayer and in a sermon. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you uh, for the privilege of preaching your word. God, I pray that you'll help us and, and uh, open our hearts as we hear from you and learn from your word. And God, I pray that you'll bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read the whole chapter, and then we are going to possibly even be a series. Um, I, I have a couple things ahead. I'm not sure how long it'll go as far as a series may be concerned, but but uh, we'll look at some things in Genesis and see where the rest of how it goes with the rest of the Bible. And uh, we're going to pray, help, and learn. But Genesis chapter 1 is a good place to start where God created, and we'll see some things about God. But uh, I am going to read the, uh, the whole chapter, and then we'll come back and look at the context and some of the things throughout the rest of the Bible that go along with it. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the middle of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made a firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven, to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, and the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule the day, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and the fowl that may fly above the earth, and the open firmament of the heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth 
abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them and god blessed them and god said unto him be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the seas and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in, in the which is fruit of the is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life I have given every green herb for meat and it was so and God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good and the evening and the morning were the sixth day so we have the account of God creating the entire world and everything we have in the world that God had put together and created. But I want you to notice a couple things here about creation, and we're going to go on and look at some things about it throughout the rest of the Bible. But, but notice in verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created. It didn't come from a big bang or some explosion or some little um, microscopic thing or gases in the air or all that. God created the heaven and the earth. And we'll see that, but it goes on. We'll come back to that thought about God in a little bit, but notice in and then uh, in verse 3, it said, God said. Um, when God created, in verse 6, it said, God said. In verse 9, we see God said. In verse 11, we see God said. And verse 14, and we see God said. In verse 20, and we see God said. In verse 24, we see God said. In verse 26, and we see God said. In verse 29, we see God said. And, and what God said is so important that even when, when God speaks, the show, we'll leave all the, some of this stuff for another time, but uh, when God spoke, things happen. God spoke out of nothing. A world was created when God spoke. And, and we look at that sometimes and see God's great power and, and, as God, and, and what God can do with his power and his sovereignty and God's control of the world. And God spoke the world that happened. God spoke and there were animals. God spoke and, and there were trees. And God spoke and, and all these things. But yet when it came time to make man... God, with all that power and God's sovereign, gave us a mind that we could make decisions on our own. 
But whatever, God, God could have easily made us just like the animals so that whatever he said, we listened to every single time. But when God created man, God put in man something that we, when we worship God or or sadly, if we do wrong and do something against God, which the Bible says it's sin, that we do, that we can do things on our own will and with our own decision and with our own accord. But back to some of the, the main thoughts that we're looking at. I want you to turn back, turn quickly over to Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah chapter 48. Do something quickly here uh, uh, about God, and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to follow some things that that prove God throughout the Bible, but also prove some of the creation throughout the Bible. But uh, Isaiah chapter forty-eight and verse thirteen says, my hand, this is God speaking to Isaiah here, God said, my hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. So God said, he laid the foundation of the earth. So God said, I've created, he's talking to Isaiah, many years after the creation, of course, but then he said, my, my hand has spanned the heavens, and God has his hand and fingers. Psalms talks about um, God doing things with his fingers and the earth being God's footstool, and and there's, there's references all the way through the Bible about creation. We're just going to look at a couple of them, but, but uh, I want to focus verse, first on Genesis 1.1. It says, in the beginning, God. If God's the one that's created, the first thing we need to understand about creation, that it is God. Turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We see here in John 1, 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, uh, of course, we see later in a few minutes we're going to go to a different topic, but we're going to go to First John 5, 7 a little bit. And it says they're the same person. And uh, But here, Word in, in uh, your... Your King James Bible is capitalized. That's a name. In other words, it's talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus and God are the same person. That's throughout several times in the Bible. We'll see a couple of references on that in a moment. But it says in verse 2, The same was in the beginning with God. In verse 3, All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In in other words, when it comes to creation, we look at all the parts here about God, and we should, and, and, and how great God is, and what God spoke, and how God created the world by speaking, and how many times it said, God said, and when God speaks, things happen, and, and all this, but according to John 1, it was Jesus that is God, as part of God, that had an important part of creation. Turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. In John chapter 10 and verse 30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. 
And uh, even though John, the rest of John, if you go back to First John chapter 1 and, and uh, verse 14, it says, and, and the Word, referring to that name of Jesus, we saw in verse 1, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus came in flesh on the earth. We understand Jesus is God's only begotten Son and uh, all that, but here they are the same. Um, Hebrews chapter 1. This is one of my favorite verses proving um, there's many, but this is one, one of on the top of my list proving Jesus is God in uh, Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 8. Referring to God, if you go back and read farther up in the chapter and you'll see where God is speaking and some of the events going on here. And you come down to verse 8 and it says, But unto the Son, capitalized as Jesus, a name of Jesus, he is the begotten Son, but unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. And uh, so we have here, in a sense, God is calling Jesus God. And uh, so we, you don't get... Um, more concrete than that, you don't have more, much more evidence than that, than what God said about his son. Let's flip back to Genesis chapter 1 a minute, and I know we're going back and forth here a little bit, but, but uh, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2, of course, in 1, while you're turning to verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was out form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And it said, and then, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And uh, so we have an action here by the Spirit of God. And uh, notice that's a name. And uh, we have that as a capital S, as a name of the of the. Holy Spirit of God. Now turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. First John chapter 5 and verse 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And uh, so, it proved, when we talked, Jesus said he and the Father one, and uh, that we see God working here in, in John chapter 1, and we see where Jesus had a part in creation. Now we see the action of the Holy Spirit working in creation. And uh, we see a help in that power. What we need to understand about that, and the reason why this is all important, is over in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, so when, when uh, Jesus is getting ready to go to heaven soon, and Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and they're concerned about what they, they may lose and understand. They've been with Jesus, and they learn from Jesus, and they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and, and they watch Jesus do all the great miracles, and kind of like, hey, what do, how are we going to do this on our own? And Jesus is talking here, and in John 14, and verse 26... But the Comforter, 
capital C is a name, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name and teach you all things and bring all things um, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, uh, give I unto you, uh, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And uh, so Jesus said, I'm, I'm leaving a peace with you, but he described um, the comforter and the teacher as the Holy Ghost, Jesus going back to heaven, he said, now you're going to have something permanent with you to be a help with you, and that's the Holy Ghost. So as we get back, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. And I want you to notice something, getting the man, we're skipping, we're not teaching much, so much on, on um, we're going to look at a little bit about the creation here, come back to man, I'll give you a thought on God creating man here, and then we'll come back to it later. Um, God created man in his own image, but I want you to look back at Genesis 1 and verse 26. We're coming into day 6 here, and God said in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1, and God said, let us make man in our image. When we look at the references throughout the Bible and see that we're made in the image of God, sometimes we're looking at just God, but God said, hey, it's God, the Father, God, the Son, Jesus is God, Jesus leaves, sent in a comforter. It's, it's all three in John, 1 John 5, 7, they're all three the same, um, but even though they're separate, and we can only understand that by faith and understand that it is God, but... Jesus, God said here to help that thought and, and explain a little bit. Jesus said, God said, let us, plural, make man in our image as plural. So we're, when we're made in the image of God, we, we are made looking at what God can do and how God operates. And uh, we, we may not understand it all completely, but we're made completely in the image of God. Psalm chapter 8, let's look at some things about creation in general with some proof from the rest of the Bible. Um, we don't want to see, hey, just a little part. And Genesis, we understand, is a beginning. But uh, follow along in, in Bibles, but I'm going to go um, pretty fast here through several scriptures as uh, we try to turn. So in in uh, Psalm chapter 8, just a, a very short psalm, I'm going to read the whole thing, just a few verses here. Psalm chapter 8, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, and thou mightest still the enemy that is... Uh, that. Thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens... The work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor, and hast made us, made us him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, all the beasts of the field, and the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name, 
in all the earth. So reference to creation, God made it, God gave dominion, just like it said in Genesis 1, and uh, we have that proof. In Psalm 24, let's go over to chapter 24 real quick, and... Verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. And uh, so God made the world over in Psalms 33. Psalm chapter 33, and verse 6 by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the water of the sea together in a heap, but layeth up the depth in the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. And uh, so God created by spake, but notice the emphasis here on his speaking. For he spake and it was done. Psalm 74. Psalm 74 and verse 12. For God is my king of old. Working salvation in the midst of the earth. Thou dost divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the water. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be a meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Thou didst cleave the fountain and the flood. Thou driest up the mighty rivers. The day is thine. The night also is thine, thou hast prepared the light and the sun. And uh, so God made those things that help. Psalm chapter 90, look back at creation. Psalm 90 is a help in creation. Since Psalm chapter 90 was written by Moses. And uh, so Psalm chapter 90 and verse 1. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And uh, so he's saying God was God, and did things even before he created the world. And uh, look at a couple things in the, in the New Testament, as we reference, we reference creation here in the New Testament, but then also, let's drive it back to a point that we can make apply to us today. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. And verse 6. Mark chapter 10 and verse 6. Jesus is, is answering. Of course, the Pharisees are trying to question him as they did often and uh, while Jesus was on earth. And... Uh, The uh, verse, let's read in verse 5, Mark chapter 10, verse 5, Jesus answered, said to them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. 
and uh, it goes on to talk about that subject, but he referenced creator. God made male and female in creation. That's how God intended uh, one man and one woman. Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13 and verse 19. For in those days shall be affliction, such not was from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. So it uses creation throughout the Bible as a time frame. Our time on earth is measured back, going to creation. So all these things inside trying to say everything, millions or billions of years old, or all this stuff. Now creation on earth is the beginning of our time. And uh, so that's when God created earth. So our timeline or our calendar can go back to creation and we have that point um, to start. So, that uh, affliction, let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Now, we talked a couple of things. We saw about creation in general. We, we saw this morning about the power of God. And we saw how God created man, and God created man in his own um, in, in, in his own image, of course, that's image of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And uh, we, we saw as God worked there, and God had, so we're looking at man. Now, how does that apply? If God, all the world and all the creatures, gave man dominion, maybe God didn't give another animal dominion over the world. God gave man dominion over the earth. God didn't create the animals in his image. God created man in his image. So just from creation, just from Genesis 1, we see some reference that God has more interest in man than he does the other animals. Now, does, that doesn't mean God doesn't care about animals. Um, there's reference in the Bible. God knows when a sparrow falls. God, God took something serious about animals. God gave you, you read the Leviticus law and, and, and uh, how God laid out how, how, how people, the Israelites, should treat their animals and take care of their animals while they're, while they're working them in the field and, and those things. That doesn't mean God doesn't care about animals, but God created man in his his image. And, and there's something different there. So the purpose is when man sinned, we can see in Genesis chapter 3, we're just not there yet today, where God showed after Adam and Eve sinned and God gave a promise. Of course, that promise was leading up to one day Christ was going to come. And uh, if we understand where we're at with God and understand that I need to stay right with God uh, or, or first of all get saved and become a child of God, but, but then to live right because God created. Romans chapter 8, we see that relationship. Now this is because you're saved. If you're saved, already accepted Christ, you're a child of God. This is one of the references we get that phrase from, that we become God's child, if you will. And... Uh, <clears throat> Verse 14, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, But if for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And uh, so, and then it says the Spirit itself, 
We have the Holy Spirit now. Remember that aspect we talked about? That we have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we also may that we may be also glorified together. So when I'm saved, I become a child of God, and I get God's attention, if you will, in that regard. Let's go over to Romans chapter 12, since we're in Romans. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the writer here in Romans, uh, Paul says, hey, we need to give our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. That does not mean we're under the old system that God gave Israel, that we take an animal, or, or in this case it says your body. So we're not taking, God never has, never has, and never will, like for any kind of human sacrifice. It's all pagan, uh, satanic, ungodly ways of doing things, but... <clears throat> But God says here, he says, your body's a living sacrifice. In other words, while I live, I'm willing to sacrifice some things for the cause of Christ. I'm willing to sacrifice to do more for God. I'm willing to give my life, my body, my existence to God to live. Notice it says, first word is holy. Then it says acceptable unto God. And it says, which is your reasonable service. And uh, so, if I have here what is reasonable, it says holy, acceptable unto God, which is reasonable. First uh, Peter chapter one, First Peter chapter one, and verse fifteen says, "But as he." which hath called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And that, that phrase is very similar to that he's quoting. He said, because it is written, quoting from Deuteronomy, where God was talking to Israel, but he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. So as we see in Romans chapter 12, and verse 1, if I give my body a living sacrifice, and I'm to live holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So how does any of this tie into creation? Well, if God created me, first of all, second of all, God created me in his image and created us above the animals, and gave us a responsibility as we, as we live in this earth, and we're to live for him, God has every right to command us to be holy. Now, that doesn't work if we're not saved. That doesn't work if we're not his child. If we don't have the Holy Spirit in us to teach us, as, as uh, we, we saw a while ago, as, as God gave that comforter, and God gave that comforter is here to teach us the things that God, Jesus said. Now, that was given to the disciples, but how that applies to us is God gave us the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit will bring back the remembrance and help us as we read the Bible and something, hey, you need 
death. Remember that thing you read in the Bible a while ago, and, and we're living something in our life, and the Holy Spirit reminds us and says, hey, you need this right now. This is, this is something helpful now, and the Holy Spirit will help you with that and, and help us along our course. We can't live holy without, one, the Word of God, and we can't live holy without the Holy Spirit teaching us the Word of God. So you cannot have a holy life. You can't be a sacrifice to God or live holy or live acceptable or give your life to God in any way if you're not saved in his child. We understand our sin nature that did not come, if we back up a chapter, um, um, in, uh, I, I am sorry, I miss, just totally lost my place. Um, but, but if we understand as, as uh, God created man, God's original intent was not for man to live in sin. But Adam did sin. Back up into Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, God said, uh, or God said through Paul here, he said, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered in the world, that one man is referring to Adam, and death by sin, and so that death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And uh, so we, we, because of Adam, our, our gene, our bloodline, going back to Adam, is sinful. And we understand that we're sinners. That's why Jesus had to come and die on the cross. We'll elaborate a little bit more when we get to Genesis, um, a couple chapters out, and uh, where Jesus Christ comes and becomes that sacrifice so that we can accept his free gift and uh, of eternal life and what God did and accept Christ and become a child of God, as we saw in Romans chapter 8, and let God work. Now we can apply our life and let the Holy Spirit work through us to teach us as we hear from the Word of God through preaching and our own Bible reading and let the Holy Spirit teach us so that we can give our bodies and present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, but we have to understand that God said that's reasonable. That, that, that's not some great, big, above and beyond and, and make us some kind of special Christian. God said that's reasonable. And, and we need to apply that and look at that and say, first of all, are we saved? Second of all, we're saved. How are we living? Because God created us in his image, we have every bit of responsibility to give our lives back to God even though God gave us a free will, even though God gave us dominion over this earth, even though God was saying that, hey, he wants us to keep and dread and all the responsibility God gave Adam and uh, all those things that we have in this world that God gave us and gave us a free will so we can choose and decide on our own that we want to live for God. But we have to be saved first and we have to give our life to God first so that we can apply. But, but, we need to go back and understand because of creation, that's why we have, one, that blessing, but also that responsibility as we give our life back to God. And uh, on that, if we will stand together, let's close in prayer. And uh, I hope we'll take and apply those thoughts and even from creation, we can see a call to live better for God. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you. 
um, for giving us your word. God, I thank you for giving us um, the instruction that we need as, as the Holy Spirit can teach and bring back to remember and to give us that comfort. And God, I pray that you'll help us as we apply. God, if someone hears this and is not saved, God, that they'll get that settled. But also, if we're saved, that we'll learn to realize that it's our responsibility to live for you. And God, I pray that you'll help us. God, bless us. Give us strength and uh, courage as we go live for you even this week. In Jesus' name, amen.